0: Hello Naked Parent Nation and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. I would like to thank you for taking a chunk out of your day. My name is Chad Ratliff, I'm your host and today we have Bree Dixon with us and she's going to share her experience and her journey and I can't wait for you to get to meet her. She seems like a wonderful person and a wonderful spirit. So Bree, thanks for being on the show today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So you're 30 years old. You're a single mom with the best boy ever. Yes, the best um, boy in the world. <laughs> you're at home with them, so you get a chance to spend a lot of time with them. Yes. You're running errands. You're also a nursing student. Yes. yes. From New York originally. Yes.
1: Living in Wisconsin. Yes. That's and
0: uh, how did it all begin? Like, when did you... Know or think that something was a little bit different than what you were planning for your son?
1: It was actually pretty early for me. Jason was around 15 months when he was diagnosed. And he actually had some of the common regression where he was developing pretty typically um, talking, you know, saying certain words. And then he kind of just stopped and stopped responding to name. He became really like, fixated on spinny objects. So we were like, let's have him evaluated and see what's going on.
0: Yeah, so 15 months is, um, that's definitely an early start. You know, some people it's a lot longer. My son uh, had the same regression where like the lights went out. Mm -hmm. Um, So that must have been pretty difficult or confusing, even though you knew something was different. What was that like?
1: It was challenging for me, um, especially in the beginning. My aunt and my mom noticed it before I was willing to really notice it. We kind of have a background in education in my family. My mom's special ed teacher her whole career. So they kind of were like, Jabria, you know, he's not talking. He's not doing this. Um And I fought against it for a little while because he was so young. I'm like, let's just give him a little bit of time and see if these things will come come back around. But um, eventually I had to go ahead and stop being in denial about everything. Yeah. So did you um,
0: get into like early intervention services or did you take this on yourself?
1: Yes. So right away, he started birth to three, um, speech, OT. We did, after a little while, try ABA. It wasn't really a good fit for us at the age that he was. He hasn't been back in ABA. He's eight years old now. He hasn't been in it since he was about four. But he's had a lot of the traditional forms of therapy pretty consistently since he's been diagnosed. He's still nonverbal, but he's... Very bright. He's a reader. He's very good at communicating his needs and wants in other ways. A little bit of sign language, some word approximations, just gestures, pointing.
0: So we've been... He sounds uh, cognitively pretty advanced compared to some, some other stories, I guess. My son's nonverbal and there's no interaction or reading. Is he potty trained?
1: He is. Yes. I trained him at three years old. Um, I have been, I want to keep saying this. I've been at home this entire time. I haven't been having to juggle work um, throughout this process, but I did get him potty trained at three years old. I kind of just let him go commando in the house, the potty in whatever room we were in. And if he had an accident, I just redirected him to the potty and it took maybe, about a solid six months and then he was pretty good.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So you think that um, being home and being able to spend that much time with him was, uh, played a big impact in a positive way?
1: I do. 100%. Because I mean, as you know, as any special needs parent knows, it takes a lot of time and energy and patience. And if you are having to work, or even if you have other children and just other obligations, it makes it harder for you to really focus on your child and be able to put that time in. So I feel like it's definitely been beneficial to us in this, on our journey through autism, for sure.
0: So are you naturally wired for patients? Because it sounds like you have a lot of patience.
1: I'd say yes, for children. So yeah. I've always way before I had my son. When I was a young one myself, I always had someone's baby on my hip. I've always just really loved kids. So I do have a lot of patience um, when it comes to children, yes. So
0: you have a very bright spirit about you. You seem very positive. Has it been a positive experience the entire time or has there been some challenges, some serious challenges?
1: There have definitely been challenges along the way. I mean... There's no guidebook that comes with this life. So you're kind of just shooting in the dark and trying to figure things out. It's I get very lonely by myself. His father and I aren't together. So it's just me. I don't have much of a social life. I find that to be one of the most challenging things, just not being able to have grown-up conversations and do grown-up things. I don't work, so money is tight. Um, I'm on a very fixed income. Things get difficult. It's not always easy, but I try to stay positive.
0: That's awesome. And then, just to bring context to it, like, is there a moment that stands out as one of the worst moments on the journey?
1: For me, it's just thinking about the future mostly, like the fear of the unknown. You can't really plan in a certain way. You know, neurotypical children typically get older go off to school or go off and start to begin to live their lives. And I'm not really sure about what that's going to look like for us. So I find that to be the most difficult part for me, just like not knowing what's going to happen. And no parent really knows what's going to happen. But I mean, in certain ways, you kind of can expect certain things to happen. And I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, that's that's a super common thing for all of us, you know. Just wired to, you know, think it's supposed to be a certain way, and it's not that way for anybody in any situation, you know. I don't know why we have the fairy tale relationships in our head, and the and the way the family's supposed to look, and then we're all like sideswiped when it's not the way we thought it was going to be, and that happens for everybody. It's like exactly you think we get it, but um, I didn't. That's for sure. Have you had any aha moments along the way that have helped you in this process?
1: Um, Yes. The aha moment that I've had and that I continue to have on a daily basis is just to stop trying to, I feel like we're often like, well, why won't he do this? And it's so hard. And I want him to try it this way. And a lot of the time it just isn't going to be that way. So trying to figure our way into their world and then find a way to connect their world to our world. I think that that is like a big thing for me, just constantly reminding myself to see things from his perspective instead of mine. And I think that's my aha moment that I have over and over again, like try and operate from his his way of being instead of yours. I think that's
0: awesome. I mean, it sounds like you are and and are working on being very present in the experience of raising your son. I'm challenged with that a lot because I want to you know know where they're going to go or help to guide where that's going to go. And that my heart's in the right place, but it takes me out of being present and then it gets harder, I think. Expectations are you know, can be a killer for anything.
1: I agree. So
0: what are you excited about? I know we're talking about not like fortune telling the future, but what are you excited about in uh, your son's development or your relationship with him?
1: Just watching him grow and blossom in general. Like even if it's the simplest thing, watching him learn to eat with a fork or something like that. Just watching him continue to progress through life, that's something that I'm looking forward to. Whatever that's going to look like for him. I always want him to say, like, I always say I want him to have the best future possible, like whatever that's going to look like. So I'm excited to see what's coming for him.
0: Do you uh, uh, go to traditional schools or do you, what's your
1: take yeah. on that? Um, Up until this point, we have been going to traditional schools. I've been very, very lucky, um, blessed, fortunate, whatever you want to call it, to find wonderful people to work with him. So even if the entire school isn't a place that I would want to have him at, the program that he's in and the teachers and the staff that are working with him are always wonderful and excellent. This is the first year that I'm considering homeschooling just with the pandemic and everything that's going on with that. I'm a little nervous about him going back to school, so I'm thinking about going the homeschooling route this year.
0: Wow, that's a big move. For sure. (laughs) What, What does he think about that? Does he understand what that would mean?
1: I don't think I found a way to be able to explain that to him yet. Jason like I said is nonverbal but his receptive language is there so I talk to him a lot he understands school teachers he doesn't really understand the current state of what's going on in the world right now I think if I tell him you're going to stay at home and do work with mommy instead of going to school he'll be able to figure it out does he um,
0: interact with other kids or does he stay to himself
1: um, so he does not really interact with other children. He definitely acknowledges their presence. He will watch them. He'll do side-by-side play, but he's not really into playing with other children.
0: So he doesn't crave or feels like he's missing out if he's he just wants to be with mom.
1: Yeah, I think he'll be cool with being with me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> That's cool. It sounds like you guys have a great relationship. We do. We're really tight. That's special. Yes. Yes. I can see it. I can feel it. That's awesome. Yes. (laughs) You shared a favorite quote. Sometimes when you're in the dark place, you've been buried, but actually you've been planted.
1: Right. Yeah. Sometimes when you're in a dark place, you think you've been buried, but actually you've been planted. So, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but I think we often are like so focused on how things aren't working out the way that we want them to and how challenging our lives are and the things that we don't yet have or have yet to accomplish. But sometimes we need to just settle and allow things to happen naturally. And I think that if we think of things in that way, then we'll feel much better and have more peace overall. Yeah. So where'd you learn that? I saw it on Facebook and I screenshotted it. Um, I see a lot of things on social media that are inspiring and that just hit home and I'll take a screen grab and keep it for those times that I'm feeling not so chipper.
0: So where did you learn the emotional intelligence to be able to you know, act on that? Because intellectually, a lot of us understand what it means. That doesn't mean that we're able to act on it. Do you have is your, was your family, you know, pretty positive or where'd you get that emotional intelligence?
1: I'd say yes. My mom, the way she raised me was like super, super, has a big part in that, um, my way of thinking and being. And I also have always heard from family stories that I've just been this way. I've always been a nurturer. I've always been a, a lover. I've always empathetic to other people's feelings. So I think that it's a combination of how I naturally was along with my mom's upbringing. That's awesome. Yeah. we got
0: to figure out how to package that up and, and distribute it to other people because there's so much anxiety in this world of raising special needs children. Yes. And there's people that want to be positive and they just You know, they talk themselves into being positive and they wake up and feel like they just got smashed in the face by something that just derails their whole plan of being positive. Yeah, for sure.
1: That happens to me, too, all the time. Mm -hmm. But I just always try. I'll allow myself to feel those feelings, but I try not to get too stuck in them because it just makes everything else harder. It makes And also our children feel what we feel. So if I have all this bottled up tension and anxiety and stress, of course this guy is gonna really be on the move. So I totally. try and manage it. Yeah.
0: Well, when you start your podcast, let me know because I'll listen to it to get these tips from you.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank
0: you. So we do a, like a little lightning round with one word to one sentence answers. Are you down? Okay. Or the? Yeah. Yes. All right. So what's the best advice you've received?
1: Everything he does has rhyme or reason. A therapist that we worked with um, told me that.
0: I love that. Yeah. Share a personal habit that contributes to your success.
1: Positivity? I'd say that's, yeah, like we've been speaking about just trying to find the bright side of the situation.
0: For sure. Do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other
1: parents? The internet? I mean, honestly, not even one website or one place, but just Google, look up things and and try and find answers to whatever questions you may have.
0: What's the next thing on your list to add for your individual well-being?
1: I'm working on building my um, social media page for Jason and I, so that's something.
0: Awesome. What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it?
1: Well, I feel like the obvious answer is money. <laughs> yeah.
0: You won't be the first one to, to say that.
1: It's money for me.
0: It is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. So this isn't the speed round anymore, but what do you do to take care of yourself? Are you into self-care or, or what's your take on that?
1: I more recently have become more into self care and try to be more aware of it. As parents, we neglect the, the heck out of ourselves, but I just try to take, if it's five minutes to just dance to a song that I love on my playlist, I'll do that. Like s- some part of the day, that's just for me to have a happy moment. If I watch a stand up comedy routine after he's asleep at night, on, on, TV or something like that, just something to bring me joy.
0: That well, I feel, you. I feel like you're definitely going to inspire a lot of our listeners. You inspire me. There's just a positive way about you and a way that you make this not so heavy. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of times it's just really heavy and it is heavy. I get it, but, um, it doesn't seem to help me when I make it heavy. So it doesn't help my kids, so I appreciate that about you. And I'm sure other listeners do as well. Do you have any kind of guidance or thoughts on either something we talked about or something else that you'd like to share with other parents out there?
1: The only advice I would have is just to try and remember that this is your journey with your child. There are many children that have autism and special needs. and There are things that we all are going to experience across the board, but overall, no one can really tell you what's best for your child. No one can tell you that what you're doing is wrong. You shouldn't compare your situation to anyone else's um, because I feel like all of those things are just, they're toxic. Um, They're toxic behaviors when it comes to trying to, to manage this life. So. That would be my advice. Just focus on your own journey.
0: I like that. Naked Parent Nation, focus on your own journey. Be easier on yourself than you're probably being. And when you get time, dance to your favorite song on your playlist. Yes. Yes. Says Bree Dixon. And I hope you'll stay a friend of the show and yes. and we can connect down the road and we can do this together rather than alone. I I'm down for that. Thank you so much for having me again. We got a bunch of friends here on the show. So if you have a lonely moment, just reach out and say, what's up.
1: I will. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Have a great one. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. This concludes our show for today. And I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts.